I'm Mike Stockton, coming to you from London, England. And I'm the incredible Balash Fancy, coming to you from Karlsruhe, Germany, as always. <laughs> I renamed myself Incredible. The Incredible? Well, Unglaublich? Yeah. I've, I've felt like I'm the Incredible today. So, <laughs> there you go. How are you this fine evening, Balash? Incredible. <laughs> it's not evening, it's almost night here. Should be should be sleeping soon, yeah. Um, oh, I actually I forgot to say something. I, I almost wanted to talk about the weather, but last week uh, was it last week? So not this week because we're recording this on a Sunday, right? But the 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 week before, I was in um, I was in Berlin at our office, and a colleague of mine came to me and he said, "I have a message." And I said, "Okay, this is a new colleague. I've never met him before, right?" So I didn't know him. Hmm. So he comes to me. He says, "Hey, listen, I have a, a message from a, a, a friend of mine." Uh oh. I'm like, okay. So a friend of mine, he listens to you guys, and he's a fan. He's in Hong Kong, and he says, "I really like the show, but you talk too much about the weather. Stop talking about the weather." <laughs> so shout out to our to my uh, colleague slash friends friend or mutual friend from now on in, in Hong Kong. I'm sorry about. The weather talk. I promise I'm not going to talk about the weather now because I almost wanted to. So I think that the weather is like a common topic for all walks of life, just to mention it. But man, it's a very normal thing here in the UK to talk about the weather. And people in Hong Kong, the weather is always like hot and humid, other than when they get like the black rain, you know, where you can't <laughs> see across the street. Maybe that's why it's not that interesting because it's yeah, almost the same. Yeah, there's not that much to talk about, right? So yeah, it's it's. I mean, in Europe, it's also in Germany here, it's quite versatile. So there's always something to talk about. But um, but I also understand how sometimes people find it a bit boring slash annoying. I don't know. But so uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to mention something. Tells me we won't get like the same love for weather that we we got from some folks on sneakers. Yeah, and um, actually, I was about to bring up the the sneaker topic because uh, because we had a, a couple of comments. Now, actually, quite a lot of comments under our last episode, which was two weeks ago. By the time this one comes out, and um, okay, there was a lot of Fratello talks in between because of this LVMH week, which is extremely interesting. LVMH week. I mean, I, I it was very good. I had some trouble sleeping, so I opened up the news feed and I immediately went to sleep. Um, but we have 59 comments and a lot of them were about the sneakers. So, yeah. Did you, uh, get those Jordans that just came out and sold out the crafts? Did you know? No, my f- a friend of mine messaged and he said, uh, he missed them. And I actually were not even on my radar to be honest. So, um, they don't look too bad. I mean, I still think they're bulky, at least for me when you, when you buy size 12, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I, I, I didn't, they were not really on my radar. I need some force, but. Too white um, for me. Too white. Yeah, no, that's the other thing, right? They look nice, but then you have those shoes that look good, you know, in in photos and stuff. But when you buy them and wear them for a week, 
it's not that fun anymore. But I must admit, I don't wear the gratitudes either because they're a tad too small. Oh, wow. So uh, I find basically the same size for all Nikes work for me now. And I thought so too, but it yeah, didn't. That, that's weird. Um, I wore them two nights ago and this was the first time that I said, oh, these are comfortable now. I figured out how to lace them, you know, not too t- tight up top or, mm. you know, around where the ankle bends and mm. they're good. My daughter's not too sure of them about the shiny part, but um, I like them. I, I kind of dig them. Yeah, she should watch Space Jam. um no i actually i watched some videos before they came out by by the time i already had ordered them but you know they were i guess their delivery whatever and i watched some videos and somebody said you have to get half a size larger than you usually wear because Mm -hmm. and so it's true so it's not you know placebo it's not because i saw it in the video but i actually have the 72 tents so the the black ones and i have these ones and they really feel a teeny tiny bit too small so they're still in the box if somebody needs them um and you have a 12.5 i'll let you boy yeah can do a little trade yes sir yeah so i went to the mall in florida when i was there and i was hoping to find those um jordan threes you know with like the um dark blue when did you go to the mall to get the new uh the new dolphin super bowl jersey for this year oh wait Yeah, not the Lions jersey either. So, no, why? There you go. Yeah, almost, huh? Man, that was a colossal fall apart in the second half. Yeah. It's like literally everybody who got near the ball for the Lions just couldn't hold on to it. So, which would have been awesome for the Lions to to get, it you know, have. get it to, the, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, Instead, it was San Francisco and Kansas City. For those of you who don't follow the NFL, this weekend. Well, today is Tuesday. Well, when we when we release this a Tuesday and this one Sunday 11th, I think it's, Super Bowl. Uh, in. It's um, the 49ers versus Taylor Swift's boyfriend <laughs> team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I could I could not care less about this Taylor oh, Swift connection. The, the, the whole backlash is hilarious. I mean, the NFL clearly loves it, right? Um, For sure. It's marketing, yeah. Yeah, it's massive marketing and they just show her all the time. But the um, But people are starting to get hacked off by it and – yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of don't really have a dog in this fight. I don't really like either team. Um, I do like Brock Purdy, the the quarterback for yeah. San Francisco. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't re- know if you. I don't know if you know the term for him, by the way. So the last person picked in the NFL draft, I forget how many rounds it is, like six or eight rounds. But the last person to get actually picked before they do like free agent signings. Um, people out of college um, is called Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) And that was him. He was the last person to be chosen in the draft several years ago. And obviously people that far down don't necessarily have a high percentage of making it right. Yeah. And here he is. So, well, then again, if you look at a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the uh, um, number one picks in the NBA, most of them don't really end up. Sam Bowie, yeah, being good. <laughs> well, many of them. Many of them. Not everybody can uh, be a LeBron Jordan. James. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's going to be interesting. I mean, the Chiefs is. I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but you know, you have to give it to the guys. Like they're there. What is this? I mean, they're good. Fifth, sixth, super. I don't even know. Super yeah, Bowl it's like in fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah fourth or fifth in like seven years or something. Yeah, 
So I mean, they're good. Bit of a dynasty. I mean, everybody was focused on Brady, but these guys have been in there, haven't they? Well, I mean, he has what seven rings? Yeah, Brady. Does Mahomes have two or three? I don't know now. It's 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 pretty good though. So yeah, but two two, two rings. Two, yeah. Um, well, he lost one against Brady. He did. He did. And uh, uh, then they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, so I just Googled Super Bowl championships. The Chiefs has three, 69, 19, and 22. Okay. Yeah. So and AFL championships, um, or also, yeah, well, 62, 66, 69, conference championships, 19, 20, 22, 23. So in 20, uh, they, uh, they lost. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, putting together a pretty good, uh, yeah. Pretty good, uh, kind of a dynasty here. Well, you want to talk about the Jordans, so we just kind of derailed to the to the football topic a bit. No, I just um, no, I was just kind of curious if you if you've gotten them, and I don't know. I didn't really have. I keep looking at like the upcoming, and I'm waiting for the Agassiz in May. You said um, May, right? Mm, yeah, I think it was supposed to be February, and now it's April, May. Yeah, they they pushed back another couple months. The last time I checked, because it was supposed to be February the, or January. No, uh, it was supposed to be January the 25th, and now it's March the 25th or something like that. Yeah. So I, I'm going to, I'm not buying anything. Um, I think I'm holding out for now. I think, like I said, those Jordan 3s with the blue on them, I like, but I'm going to wait till they go on sale because they don't seem to be moving. So I'm not paying full price for those. How about that? Well, I'm not sure they're going to be cheaper, but. I'm definitely not going to be. I'm, I'm waiting for that 25 or 35% off. They've been doing that a bit on some of these that just hang around. So I'm going to play my, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play the game. We'll see if they, uh, if they hang in there. So. Well, it's too bad. You can't use your payback punkte anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Like, um, so in America, um, and actually, here in the UK, you have like these cards that you get like a deal on, you get a special price on certain things, you know, they'll have like an offer. And in Germany, the big grocery store there, Rave, and they're like aligned with a bunch of other stores. When you use this yeah. card, you get points, but no one in the world knows what the hell these points are good for. Um, have you shop. ever looked into it? I know I did. I once bought, um, I once bought some, um, Pots some, and pans uh, or hmm. Pots and pans or something? No, no, no. Why well, you can do that? Yes, v- VMF stuff, mm. the WMF. But no, I bought some some coupon, like not coupons. Why you call it? like good shines? You know, like oh, uh, like a gift certificate. Thing. Gift certificates, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I I bought some some Nikes actually with that. So, um, Man, I'm but yeah, a brand new BMW worth of points uh, that I don't know about. It's funny because when I use the company card, a company car, I mean. You know, and I use the the the, the card, the the, the gas card. What's it called exactly? Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Nope. I tried Somet- it too. Sometimes it does. Some, but I don't understand why. I mean, somebody's going to pay care? for those. Like, why do they care? I yeah. don't know. If somebody's going to pay for those points. I mean, that, that gas, anyways. So, so it's. So um, It'd be like, you know, using your corporate card at a Marriott and them saying they're not going to give you the hotel points. Exactly. Which so is stupid. stupid. Well, what you can do is pay with your own card, go to finance, and say it. it didn't work. Yeah. Sorry. 
I don't think it's worth it, is it? No, not for those 260 points. That's just like two euros. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to, well, I'll introduce the topic here. We're going to talk about um, how to enjoy the watch hobby without buying new watches. Um, And this was a um, topic that came from one of our listeners and readers, Cleon the 13th. Um, at least that's his, uh, handle on our comment section and, uh, been getting some good comments that have given us ideas for shows, but I think first we're going to hit upon a little bit of news and then we'll do the Henga links and then get into it. So mm-hmm. Balash, how do we want to do the news here? Do we want to, um, you want me to give a quick rundown on watch related stuff and you go into some shows and then we do that? Or do you want to go first? Um, well, however, I mean, I don't really have a lot other than a couple of shows that I watched uh, uh, these past few weeks, and I thought they were worth mentioning, and that's it. So I don't really, really want to do one of those shows. But you can do the watch stuff first, and then I can, I can mention the ones. And I think some of them you've also watched, or you are still watching. I don't know. So yeah, um, kind of you, you go first. Yeah. So yeah, when I was down in Florida, I had the opportunity to stop and see uh, Eric Wind and. Charlie Dunn. So I truly appreciate the hospitality. I went down um, or went up to Palm Beach and spent a few hours um, just looking at watches and stuff and uh, really was was nice to see some pieces that, um, you know, on, on, on the web or whatever looked nice, but in person were really pretty fantastic. There were just some cool, cool pieces like a seventies gold Submariner, um, like, a I don't know what this was a thirties or forties monoblock, uh, Rolex chronograph, which was just insanely cool. Um, yeah, just saw some neat stuff. And the other thing that struck me was with all the talk these days about the vintage market being very sluggish, um, it was like being on the floor of the New York stock exchange there. There were just calls uh, coming in constantly asking about watches and, you know, Eric kind of removing himself from the room and taking a call and sold a couple watches in like the space of an hour that I was there. So it was, it was pretty fast moving. And then the FedEx guy comes and it's like delivers like a truckload of boxes and takes a truckload of boxes. It was, it's an operation now. Um, a day in the life of watch dealer. Yeah. I mean, you know, busy for sure. And then, um, the next night, um, was fortunate enough to get an invite from Eric to just small dinner. Uh, Josh Shapiro from Jan Shapiro was in town. Um, and he is the independent watchmaker in LA making basically wholly U S based watches. And, they're expensive, so this is like definitely on the uh, high end horology side. So you know, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollar stuff. But um, really nice guy, young guy, um, former high school principal, but whose family kind of had background in machining and stuff like that. And he's uh, yeah doing some neat things. So it was really cool to sit at a, a small table and just listen to what that's about and challenges and just sort of the experimentation around that and meeting customers and hearing about what, what they're looking for in a watch and trying to maybe design something unique for somebody based upon their likes. And yeah, it was a cool, 
<clears throat> it was a really cool couple days. It was nice. Um, nice to do that. Um, yeah. And Eric is always fun to hang out. With. He yeah. is. Um, and I know, um, people might accuse us of, uh, <clears throat> you know, just knowing Eric for a long time and everything, but truly nice guy. And, you know, accuse us of what? Of knowing him for a long time? Well, and just well, being, we do know you him know, for a long time. <laughs> favoritism and whatnot. But I, <laughs> but I would say like, and my dealing was with Eric, he, he's given me advice on watches that I've, I've shown him and said, Hey, what do you think? And he's been, Oh yeah, absolutely. Or Nope, I wouldn't do it because of this, this, and this. And truly a, a watch lover who's always happy to share his knowledge, which is really cool. So, Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I can second that. I mean, this is, you know, this is not a sales podcast. We're not talking about who we're buying watches from. You've bought watches from Eric in the past. I have never bought watches from him. Um, but I've I've talked to him a lot about watches and he helped me out as well. And you know, we know him from his time at Hodinki ten plus years ago. So it's uh, I'm very happy that he's successful in his business. Not that he wasn't successful before. And so that's that. So if somebody thinks that's, you know, we're um, favoring him over somebody else, nah, I, I I don't think so. But he, he absolutely loves you, which is the only thing that kind of gives me pause about huh? him. You know, that, that kind of makes me stand back a little bit. But yeah, he he's you. a great, he's a great guy. And as I, I told this story, I think last time I saw him, he was, he was crossing the street in New York and he was yelling from the top of his lungs, that's my favorite Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> people turning around. I think I think you really have to yell something like that in New York for people to turn around and, you know, look. Because um, I guess those people have seen and heard many things. But, um, yeah, he's just great fun, really. Super nice guy. So Yeah. Um, and, you know, both he and Charlie were wearing some funky uh, kicks. Like uh, Eric had a pair of – what the heck were these? Were they Dunks or Jordan Lowe's? Or no, or maybe Air Force Ones. But they were – Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. model. So, like, one side said Jr. and the other one said Sr. The, the, oh, okay. So, when I saw him, he was wearing the Jackie Robinson stuff, the one with the 42 on the back. Man. I think when I, when I, at that particular day that I just mentioned, I think it has like the gum sole and the 42. I, I could be wrong, Eric. Send us a message if I was wrong, but I think it was the, the Air Force one. Um, Jackie Robinson's with the blue swoosh and the red 42 on the back. So okay. apparently he's into that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he's that Charlie is wearing some sort of Travis Scott, uh, Nikes with the backwards swoosh. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of drip going on Palm beach. So uh, that's one of the drippiest places in Florida for sure. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. So yeah. The fine drip. I Define palm uh, drip. I was I was driving out of there, and this guy's like um, in the lane next to me driving, and it, it looks showroom fresh. It was like a 1986 or 87 dark blue BMW M6. I'm like, nice. wow. Oh yeah, just wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, an 80s M6 is oh. is uh, is something else, huh? That's the yeah. that's the that's the one of the. I think that's one of the cars from Paid in Full, the drug dealer cars. That's oh yeah, in the movie. It, it, it could be. I mean, yeah. just stunning. With um, the shark nose and everything. Yeah, 
And they were expensive when they were new. They were like 60 grand in like the 80s, which was mega have, money. Have we, we talked uh, since I came back from Munich, right? I meant, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was at the, that was at the BMW museum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some, some super cool cars. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, a six is, is nice as it is, but an M6 from the 80s. Oof. Big car, huh? Huge body, two doors. Yeah. Long hood. Long hood. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, it was cool. Did it was did cool. it have the usuals, the gold BBSs? No, I think it had the uh, silver um, basket weaves. The BMW ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that black rubbery spoiler in the back. Mm-hmm. It's hot, super hot. Yeah. So yeah, but it was a it was a nice visit to, um, to to see them, and yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, it's cool, very cool. So talk to us about what you've been watching while you're traveling. So I was, I asked you for some podcast uh, suggestions when I was flying the uh, last week or a few weeks ago, and you gave me two. Um, one was um, about the um, the Golden State Killer. Oh, yeah. Um, which was okay. Was, I, I liked it. Yeah. But then the second one, Bear Brook. Mm. Um, was even better. It's a super good podcast. It's very, very interesting. And now there's like, um, and of course, I I listen to the whole thing now. But I think they did like five or six episodes, and then they released some updates, and then they did like seven, eight, nine. When when um, the story kind of unfolded, yep. it would have been awesome to um, to to follow in real time. And now there's a second season um, about another case. And um, I must admit, I, I have to sit down and write down all these true crime podcasts because by I guess by now I've probably been through like 15, 20 of them. Sometimes I start listening to them, like it's really interesting. And then I realize, oh, I've already, you know, listened to that before. Mm-hmm. But Bearbrook is really cool. So thank you for that suggestion. And if anybody wants to, um, um, or if anybody likes true crime podcasts, then both the, the gold, I'm not sure what the first one was about the Golden State Killer, but if you, you, yeah, you Google it, you'll find it. And Bear Brook, uh, both of them are super nice. And then um, I also, I think you told me you are watching Slow Horses, right? Yes. So I, I, I took your advice and I went through all three seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit sad because I can't wait for the fourth one to come out. <laughs> um, brilliant TV show, I yeah. have to say. Brilliant. And Gary Oldman is, um, yeah, I mean, He's fantastic, isn't Gary he? Oldman, yeah, brilliant. I love the uh, little hints to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Hmm. And, um, of course, it's a book based on a book, just like I think Slow Horse is also based on a book, right? Or a yep. Yep. series of books. And so now I'm um, waiting for the fourth season, just like I'm waiting for uh, True Detective to end because I want to binge watch the whole thing. So I deliberately... Try to avoid any information and any news and anything that comes out about the latest season. I don't know if you've watched that or if you've heard anything. Not started. Haven't heard anything. Good. I'm just waiting. Yep. I think it's mid mid February. It's over. I think it's only six or eight episodes, maybe six. Mm. So by the end of February, the whole whole uh, season's out. Um. So I I'm I'm really curious. And then I also watched um, Griselda. Ah. I've heard about this. How was it? Um, yeah, so when I landed, I think in Budapest, <clears throat> there was a huge poster, like a net, not poster, like one of these, you know, digital uh, billboard things. Um, and the airport, um, the net, you know, Netflix show, Griselda, blah, blah, blah. 
And funny because th- in the picture, she looks like Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't know why. It really, it, she has like a nose um, thingy and like a chin, you know, like a, a makeup. Uh, she read to me, she really looks like Catherine Zeta Jones, but it's, um, uh, what's the name of the actress? Oh, God, I forgot. Uh, Sofia Vergara. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Really good show. Really good. Really, really good Netflix show. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I mean, it's, Sometimes a bit, you know, bloody. So obviously, it's about um, um, well, based on a true story of Griselda Blanco, who was a, I guess, a drug uh, dealer, kingpin, whatever, in in um, Miami in the eighties, around the time of the cocaine cowboys. Even though I think they don't get a mention in the in the, in the show, um, so it was quite nice. And then I watched American Gladiators, my friend. The the documentary series. Ah, yeah, we I've thought about that one. So you should you should definitely watch coming. that. So it was good, huh? It was okay. good, yeah. You should definitely watch that. It's, okay. It's good slash ridiculous um slash funny and you know, every bit of 1980s with all its uh neon lights and sex and drugs and rock and roll and everything in between. So That's cool. Yeah, I heard like uh a lot of partying. Um. Yes, you could say that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So um, if anybody wants something interesting on Netflix, Griselda or or uh, American Gladiators, otherwise watch Slow Horses and True Detective in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Some really cool stuff. Um, trying to think what else we've watched. Oh. I don't know if I brought this up. It was actually really good. I think you would like it. Um, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's it's easy to watch, but it's funny. It's uh, Jury Duty on Prime. Mm. So heard of it's, it. it's, a real, it, it's not reality, but it's filmed like a documentary. And basically, um, you know how they do it in the U.S. Um, uh, they bring in a bunch of people to... You know, get called for jury duty and then they yeah. question and they yeah, ended up yeah. having to choose, right? So this guy um, gets put on a jury and it turns out he's the only real um, only real person. Everybody else is an actor and he doesn't know that. Also, it's like a, basically like a reality show without um, being a reality show. Exactly. And there's one famous actor in a James Marsden who you'll recognize. Um mm-hmm. And it's really, it's good. It's, it's ridiculous. And all I would say is that just having, you know, family members who've been on jury duty or been selected to be on a jury, you know, you are truly in with people from all walks of life. And sure. this is exactly like that. It's insane. <laughs> so, so how many episodes is that? I want to say or it was like ongoing? 10, 10 episodes. Um, and it's um, no, it's done. So oh, okay, cool. And the, ep- and the and the episodes are like between thirty and forty five minutes each. Um, and it's it's ridiculous, but it's good. Somehow it's um, you'll like it. You really will. Yeah, I'll um, watch it. And then let's see. If there's anything else? I mean, this is this is old, but I and I don't know if I told you about this, but. Um, you have Amazon, so it should be on there. But in the US, it's Hulu. But I, I tell people, and it's been out for probably five, six years now, but um, 
the looming tower is still one of my favorite shows. Hmm. Um, so this has, I forget which scars guard in it, Jeff Daniels and a couple other famous folks, but it's, um, it's basically about the, uh, FBI and CIA and, um, Peter Skarsgård not working together prior to September 11th. And it's just fantastically well done. I don't think it got enough credit for being such a good, good thing to watch. So it got, it got very good, um, um, ratings Ratings. on IMDB. Yeah. Looming tower. It's eight. Uh, it's Peter Sarsgaard and then Alec Baldwin, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's a mini, mini series. It says 10 episodes. You should watch it. I mean, it's obviously ends with, what we all know happened, but um, it's just fascinating. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. I'm I'm watching only murders in the building right now, and I don't know if I is it like episode four. I don't know if I like it or. I don't think we got past episode three, but I know people who really dig it. So maybe we just didn't give it long enough. I don't yeah, know. I think I'm episode four or five, first season, and then there's like a, uh, I don't know. I mean, I love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short, but. I mean, it seemed a little bit cheesy, like not funny to me. I don't it's, know. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's a bit like slow horses. Like sometimes when you, when you think of, you know, and you, when you watch slow horses, uh, sometimes you think really you're a spy, you got a, a proper training and you make these mistakes, you know, it's almost like comical sometimes the stuff they do there. I don't know if they do it on purpose, uh, because even if you're a, even if you're a, a, a a washed out agent. Some of the stuff they do is just like really like even I, you know, could think of not doing that or doing that. So, yeah, I don't know. But this is something else. Yes, it's a bit more. Yeah, um, there's a lot of theatrics in it and uh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So, well, anyways, um, I'll get back to uh, that next week. Only murders in the building. In the meantime, tell us what are you wearing? I guess I know what it is, but you probably don't. Um, I'm wearing my. I'm back to wearing my Eterna. So uh, okay, then I don't. No. Do you think I was wearing something new? Yeah, I thought maybe you were wearing something new. Movado or yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Thought you're gonna surprise me with something. <clears throat> no, I um I haven't worn my Eterna in a while and um So time only, huh? Yeah. The um you know, the eight fifty two with the uh, mm-hmm. radium affected dial, uh black dial and yeah, we, we went into the city today to go to a uh, exhibition at the British Museum on the Roman Legion, and I was, um, I don't know, the, the weather was good, so I didn't have to worry about rain, and uh, I was like, oh, I haven't worn that in a little while, and it's such a great watch, really is. Um, I was looking down at it, and I just can't believe that it's like 36 millimeters. It just doesn't look like that because it has no real bezel, and dial is just fantastic so yeah it is yeah it's a super nice watch and uh i think i don't know i don't want to sound cocky don't get me wrong but i think mike we may have started a thing at least amongst our friends because i see more and more time only watches more and more dress watches dan actually messaged me that he wants to buy well actually he wanted to buy a a 2505 and uh then he messaged again telling me that he bought it so congrats to dan on his on his on his uh 2505 for just so yeah i think or or maybe people just um we are 
you know, in the phase where other people are, we're just moving away a bit from complicated watches and trying to enjoy the simplicity of a time-only timepiece. I don't know, or a bit of both. Who knows? Yeah, I I know that you know this say smaller watches, dressier watches, whatever. But I think it's actually a bit of a it's that, but it's more than that. I think it's also just a you know these watches have sort of been kind of popular for a while, but now it's coming full circle. Mm. Um, but I also think it's a bit of a um, sort of in the midst of writing an article just about the vintage market for 2024, kind of making some prognostications. But I think if I look at these types of watches and it's funny, like when I was in Florida, you know, my dad pulled out some of his watches and stuff that he was buying 20, 30 years ago is now cool again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a long time since, like you say, these simple three-handed watches were kind of in vogue and I mean, it's just so funny. Like I looked at stuff that I haven't seen in a while and I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, and Mm -hmm. not that I ever thought they were bad, but I just, you know, wasn't really into wearing that kind of stuff for a while. So it's a little bit of a return to, I guess, where a lot of collectors started 20 or 30 years ago. And for us, I mean, you've been into it for a while, but for me, it's been, yeah, I've I've not really collected that kind of stuff before. Mm. Yeah, I, you could be right. I guess it's a bit of both, but um, it kind of plays a bit into our topic, right? Like it does. Yeah. What do you enjoy? Do you enjoy buying new stuff, or do you do you enjoy buy? Uh, um, I mean, re re wearing or re exploring your old watches. But that's a maybe. We'll get back to that a bit later. Yeah, I mean, it it it's this stuff is all going to come up later. I think you're right. So, anyhow, yeah, that's the Eterna is on my wrist. What about you? So I'm wearing, I'm also wearing a time only, funnily enough, I'm wearing the Psycho Skyliner 6100-8000, um, which as you know, um, was a gift. Um, and it's a, not particularly, um, well, expensive or, or rare watch, but it's, um, it's just a, a very cool watch, um, simple kind of reminds me of the, the grand cycles that i have with a with a bit less um even less um fanfare around it there's no date no nothing it's just a cycle and uh you know skyliner on the dial and 21 jewels it has as i said the um um 6100 caliber hand one caliber so just a very very simple very very cool watch so i i i don't know why actually i i wanted to wear something um time only today as well because i was driving i was picking up my friend driving to the you know tennis club uh, back whatever and i was wearing jackets and i don't didn't want a big watch so i wanted to put maybe put on the, the run cycle and then they're next to each other in the in the the the, the box or whatever and um and then i saw it and i was like well i wear the grand cycle another day i want to want to take out the skyliner so Nice. That's what I'm wearing. Nothing fancy, but um, just a really cool watch. Yeah, I think since I've gotten kind of back into these type watches, I've I've brought out like a roll of um, Japanese pieces, you know, simple three-handers, things like that. Like you said, not fancy, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they they 
had that aesthetic nailed for a good 25, 30 years, right? And there's tons to choose from there. So, yeah. Tons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you don't go King Psycho or Grand Psycho, I mean, you know, or Citizen, for example, there's really Loads. a, a yeah. lot. Yeah, a lot. And then the cool thing is, I think when it comes to probably Citizen, but you know this better as well as Psycho, there's there are a ton of websites um, featuring these. So um, with a bit of bit of help or a bit of luck, you can stumble upon one of these websites and, and find a model that you like with the date, without the date, with the bracelet, um, uh, dark dial, um, bright dial, white dial. There are really so many to choose from. I think I, I usually use the vintageseiko.nl. I think there's a lot of these um, simple watches are, are listed there. Um, of course, also many of them for sale. So uh, and no... Um, uh, no affiliation to the website. I'm not. Well, I'm giving them a plug, I guess, but that was not my intention. It's just that I I found some when I sometimes when I research stuff, I I find it there. But just because you find something, that doesn't mean you have to buy it, right? Um, but there's really a, a ton of websites out there. I don't know. Is there anything for um, citizen like vintage citizen? There are a couple couple websites out there that <clears throat> talk about the history. So I think there's like. Um, uh, well, if you look up um, Vintage Citizen, um, there's Vintage Citizen watches, and then I believe there's Sweet Pans um, Citizen, Vintage Citizen. Yeah, Sweet Pans Vintage Citizen watch blog. And so those are really kind of the two that are out there. And there's nothing wrong with either, but they're you know each run by a single person. So, you know, there's good info on both. Um, but you know they're updated whenever they've got time or or write a little story. It's obviously not their <laughs> yeah. not their job, so it, it's harder for me to find information. But well, but, but history is history, right? So what's what's been written, and if that's accurate, then then it's still a lot of information for these uh, yeah. uh, f- new fans to go through, I guess. Exactly, and. Um, We'll even bring that up um, in our topic today because I'll talk a little bit about that. Well, then we can segue into the topic and you can continue if you want. Sure. So, yeah, so so come in. Oh, I thought I would just mention here. Here's a plug. Um, and I was going to ask you, or the February 27th is uh, time for a pint, by the way. So, yes, FYI. Yes, yes. True, true. Um, I may be... Um, on the other side of the world at that point. If not, I'll try to fly out, but uh, I'll message you privately about that. Well, let's see. I think the next one is in May, if I'm not mistaken. Could be, yeah. 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 Let's see. <clears throat> so heading back to <clears throat> our main topic here of how to enjoy this watch hobby without buying new watches or always kind of being on, on the hunt for the next watch. And I will raise my hand immediately and say that um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask these questions, this question, because I'm always kind of looking, but, um, but it is a fair question. And it is one that um, I've probably thought about more and more recently. Um, and while I've not necessarily behave myself completely. I've behaved myself probably more than in the past. Um, 
And I thought, Balash, we could kind of go back and forth with some different thoughts. Um, the first one that I wanted to bring up, and this related to my visit to Eric and Charlie, but uh, Charlie is a really good researcher on watches. And he um, uh, basically showed me a number of websites that he uses and I'll, I'll share these uh, in the story, but also share them with you, Balash. But a number of global or when I say global regional sites that contain free newspaper archives Mm -hmm. and you can narrow down the focus um, by year and you can just simply search by the watch brand and find advertisements mm-hmm. of watches um, in these magazines. So I found it fascinating. I found, um, I'll talk about this another time, but my dad gave me a, um, a Longine um, when I was at home from the 50s. And Sorry, a what? A Longinus. Okay, I know that brand, yeah. A long, long giants, long giants. (laughs) And, um, I struggled to find it, you know, just doing Google images, but I went into this newspaper archive and I started narrowing down the years in the fifties and, um, I found it right away in an ad. And the cool thing was in the ad, I found the model name, which happened to be called the park Avenue. And nice. you know, I don't think um, that that's commonly known. And okay, it's not a common watch. They made a gazillion different styles back then. But there is a lot of research that is still yet to be done out there. And there is information in places that you can find for free if you've got the time. But <clears throat> I guess my point was, and I think you've probably done this, Balash, like when you're doing a story or even either considering buying a watch or I'm sure you've done this too, because we all have. You buy a watch and then you research the hell out of it afterwards. Yeah. Um, there's a lot out there that is in places that are not necessarily the forums, which can be great, by the way. But you start to get a lot of uh, group speak, you know, where everybody starts to just repeat the same story, whether it, it's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. But when you go look for things like advertisements or, um brochures and things like that on some of these, you know, non-watch related sites and stumble upon something, you may unlock a piece of information that hasn't been known before. And, and I would say the intent isn't necessarily to, if you're not, if you're, if you're a watch lover and you're not writing for a site or, you know, not posting on Instagram all the time, it's not to like to find something else and then be able to brag about it. But to me, it's just more sharing information, even for your own satisfaction. I think it's kind of cool to find that stuff. So that's what I was going to say. I really enjoy researching things. I enjoy trying to find different places to find information that hasn't necessarily been discovered yet to shed some light on something. So, 
Yeah, I, I also use some of the magazine. I think the um, Europe Star magazine has quite a good uh, archive as well, and you can look for old news. And uh, so I, I remember I searched for some, uh, for some, I think some Angelus advertisements, and they had like a Basel World 1969, this and that model <coughs> came out, you know, and with the pictures and stuff. So absolutely right. I mean that's that's obviously one 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 way to do it, and it's really a great way, especially if you if you buy a book, right? Because we, I think you and I, we both have a uh, you know a, a, a ton of these watch books. But oftentimes you get a book, you buy it, you maybe you know browse through it, and then it ends up on the shelf. And um, um, I mean those books are not necessarily the types of of uh, of uh, books you would take on a on a trip with you because they're big and heavy and 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 pictures and everything, but but it's it's worth opening them and and uh, looking through these these beautiful huge um, books for for certain information, even if you don't read the whole thing. So that's what I do sometimes, and I I, I do go back to them and and open them and. Even if I don't research them, I just, you know, stumble upon a model that I like. Oh, I've never seen this one. So Omega, Omega is one of that. The Tissot book is one of that. Chronograph books and so on. But, um, but yeah, but then um, I, I don't, tr- I don't know. I don't really go back to the forums anymore. I, I know that there there are people still on forums and, and Facebook groups. I mean, we have our own. We've mentioned this a few times. Mm-hmm. Um but um, but I do like Instagram. I do like uh, you know I like to get lost in the in the rabbit hole of of watches and and the algorithm knows me and the algorithm knows what I what I search for. Yep. And there's a lot of sneakers. There's a lot of cars and there's a lot of watches. And sometimes I see watches that are are obviously out of the ordinary or watches that I haven't seen. And then you know I click on that watch and from that one I go on another one, and then I go back and then I see a bunch of new stuff as well. So I, I truly love that. But then I also thought about, and maybe that's another topic or that's another aspect of this. Um, how do you, how do we enjoy watches that, that, uh, we already have Mm. without buying more? Because I think when you, when you obviously have the, the means to, to do that and, and you have the expertise as much as I hate to refer to ourselves as experts, um, I think, um, of course, you you buy stuff and you you look for things and you you keep on buying them and sometimes you don't find anything for weeks or months and sometimes you you, like you <laughs> yeah you're looking for something and 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 another thing and another thing and everything comes within a week and then you buy everything and then it's cool you have it but then what 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 are we gonna do now right so that's why I I. I do go back to to my watch case and mm. I try that's that's why I I have the cycle out today and I I do and it's not really a, a conscious thing for me like you know I have people and friends who say like every week I I put pull something new out and I wind it and set it and wear it deliberately so I don't really do that sometimes I wear the same six watches for 3 months Yep. But um, but sometimes I do go back to and I try to enjoy what I have and if it's if it's small and thin, I'll wear it with you know whatever I feel it looks good with and then the next time I'm gonna wear something that is a bit thicker and big and 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 try to switch between because um, because yeah because I have enough 
and but not everybody i guess that is listening to us um um you know like 15 20 30 watches in the collection um but then even even if you just have three watches or four watches i would still you know maybe give certain watches a a longer period of time like a week two weeks when i which which i do anyways just wear the same watch for three weeks or two weeks and after two weeks you'll miss the other one and then the next one can come and then the next one can come and if you're through everything and then you still think ah you missed something you can look for something cheap um but it's a good point i think that when you end up having a bunch of watches as we do like i do typically wear something different every day Mm. And to your point, I might go back to the one that I wore on Monday on Wednesday or Thursday, but I've done trips, you know, where I've only brought one watch or maybe two and I've worn a watch for a week in a row. And it's kind of a, it's a good thing, actually. Um, I mean, you talk about your Explorer uh, often when you, when you travel, you always travel with that one. Yeah. And it's kind of a nice thing to spend that much concentrated time with one and, you know, return to appreciating why it is you bought it in the first place. (laughs) Especially if it's an early piece like that, that, you know, you deliberated for a long time about or or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, Enjoying, enjoying what you have. I've, started unearthing things that I haven't worn in years recently and uh, been enjoying the heck out of it, honestly. So it's, uh, it's been a, been a nice thing. It's like, Oh, you know, I haven't worn this in ages. It's almost like wearing a new watch again. Funny right. Right. Exactly. And then, and then even if you, even if we don't want to cheat and we don't want to buy something, although I think you can buy a nice watch for like 15, 20, 30 bucks as well, you know, whether it's a Casio or, or whatever, but let's say, okay, we don't want to buy anything new because the question is how to enjoy watches without buying new ones. Like the, this is the one thing. And the other thing is it's, it, it might, I don't know, it might sound um, silly or, or obvious, um, but I, and of course I, we, we, we talk about this topic a lot, but I do change the straps and the bracelets on my watch or my watches. And no. sometimes I come up with the most ridiculous one. Sometimes I, I put the bracelet back on, like for the GMT, for example, the 1675, I have the Oyster and the Jubilee. So for the most part, I wear it, I guess nowadays I mostly wear it on the Oyster, but even after like a, a, a month or two, three, especially now, maybe even a year on the Oyster, I would love to put it on a Jubilee because it feels like a totally different watch or um, just on a strap, on a, on a leather strap. And when I had the, um, the chat with, uh, with Gary Steingart, he told me that he wears his 1675 on a, uh, on a leather strap mm. and he enjoys it wearing it on a strap more than on a bracelet. Okay, that's, that's just one example. But, you know, there are, there are so many cool straps and you, I think you've, um, you've been, you know, quite the advocate when it comes to a cheaper strap, especially on Amazon, I think you've mentioned your canvas um, um, uh, strap that you bought on Amazon. So it's it's really not about buying expensive straps. Like you can buy a 15, 20 euro strap and um, and spice up the, the look of your watch or even watches because obviously the same strap can be used on, on multiple watches. Yep. And um, 
that that is a, again a, a completely different um, feel on the wrist, a completely different look. Or better yet, go with something crazy and buy a bunt strap, and that's not an everyday uh, strap. And any watch can look kind of badass on a bunt strap. I must admit. Yeah, I'm. I'm I actually thought you were going to lead with um, strap changes, and I think over the last couple months, just um, me trying to behave a little bit more, I've probably invested some money in straps and, you know, a much smaller amount compared to watches. And okay, it's still spending money, but um, I've had a really good time with that. And the other thing, and, you know, I'll blame a little bit our, our mutual friend Lawrence here for kind of showing me some some vintage bracelet brands um, like Montal and some others that, you know, look really good on these forties, thirties, forties and fifties watches. And um, I've picked up a couple older bracelets. Some of them, again, not expensive, um, you know, anywhere from 25 bucks to 150 bucks. And they really make a watch look good if you find the right one. So, you know, it's the same thing, bracelets, straps, all this stuff are, a really cool way to enjoy uh, a watch. And and I think like there are pieces that I've owned for a long time that I just never got on with. And lately I've focused on trying to find the right strap and also trying to find the right strap that is, how would I say, um, you know, not $200. <laughs> yeah. And man, like, I mean, we talked about it, but like my pole router, for example, I just never liked the strap I had it on. And now I love that watch. And I'm, that truly is like having a brand new watch again, because I'm finally wearing it. So, yeah, you really need to understand. I think, I think having, um, having the right strap on the watch is like having the right shoe that, that, that matches your outfit. You know, yeah. I think everybody, um uh, had this this feeling when you 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 really i don't know maybe some people don't put too much thought into what they're wearing i, I sometimes do or I, I probably do more than the average and i'm and i and i you know and i'm like okay this th- these pants with that shirt it's gonna look awesome with those shoes and you put on shoes like ah something's not right I mean, right. yeah, yeah it's, it's the pants are cool i like it it matches the shirt or the hoodie or whatever but something's off and then you change the shoes and boom everything falls into place right and um and then i think that's that's the the same feeling i have sometimes with straps so just because a watch doesn't look or just because yeah a watch doesn't feel good it could be because of the timepiece or it could be because of the strap now e- the easier thing is to change the strap and try the watch on another one and another one and after the third or fourth one if you still don't bond with the watch then it's the watch then then it needs to go i guess or you can keep it but but why but if um, if you change the strap and all of a sudden, as you said, with the pole router, oh, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. I like it. Then maybe that's all you needed. So I would say have five watches in your in your watch box because you don't really need more than that. Uh, but have like 30 straps in your strap box and th- then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a good idea. Um to shake that up because, and especially now, like I think the, the strap styles, it's interesting. Like the, some of the stuff that's popular. So like I own a couple new old stock 
40s pieces, like one from uh, Bolova and one from Benrus. And they're the same style as what's kind of popular again, you know, similar stitch style, very mm-hmm. plain. And there's so much out there now that you can shake up, which I feel like, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago when we were all primarily buying like side side stitch straps, which are cool. Don't get me wrong. They've got their place, but- They're gone. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. And the straps now have gone to being a bit finer and- yeah you know, just some really nice leathers and things like that. And again, like when I brought up those watch gecko straps that were like 15 pounds, I mean, crazy deal, you know, just great yeah. deal. Yeah. I just talked to someone, um, I think last week with a friend, uh, a friend of mine and I, and him, and then he, he, he loved those straps and I said, Dude, they're nice and they had their time, but, but those days are over. It it doesn't mean that you should not get them. If you like them, if if you think they look good on your watch, go for it. I have loads of those still, and I love them. But when you look at straps nowadays, um, they're as you said, finer. They're thinner. They have stitches, box stitches, or stitches all around. Um, oftentimes, you see the you know the Epsoms and the the Safianos. Uh, not so much Horween anymore. Remember a few years ago, Horween was all over the place. Now you don't see those shiny um, straps and leathers anymore, but that's a phase. That's that's just fashion, you know. It will phase out, and something else will come in, or maybe the st- side stitches will come back. Who knows? In any case, uh, as you mentioned, watch gecko, fifteen pounds. You can also order it in Germany or or in the EU, um, but I'm sure there are other places as well for for quality stuff. Um, you, it, it's not what it used to be. Like if when I when I started doing watch strap, if you remember the watch straps in like 2014, 15, right? They were thick, they were bulky, they were rough. So literally speaking, rough around the edges. Yep. Um, so they were very, very different than they are now. Big, bulky. Like bu- ill, right? Remember those? Yes, exactly. Big, bulky buckles, and you know, super long, and oh boy, they were not comfortable. And no. now, um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but even Watch Gecko, you can pick numerous sizes, but no, no, not only sizes, but lengths. Yep. So yep. if you have a, a smaller wrist like you do or, a, or a, a beefier wrist like I do, you can definitely find something that, that fits you um, and that can, that can definitely spice up the, 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 the looks of a watch. Yeah, yeah. So another one... And um, I had heard, uh, just kind of chatting, um, this one came up here again when I was on that visit with Eric and Charlie, and um, Charlie brought this up. And I, I don't know, this one doesn't work for me, but it, it probably does for a lot of people. But, um, you know, a lot of people out there who are into watches usually own a halfway decent camera. Um, but, you know, enjoy photographing your watches and stuff like that. And I must tell you, I don't love photographing. I don't like, I just don't, um, I find it as a slight necessary evil, probably just cause I'm not amazing at it, but, um, you know, I can photograph. Okay. If the lighting works for me, which is probably everybody, but I'm not a, 
an artificial light user. Like either the lighting is going to work for me or it's not. And, but that being said, it is one of those things you can watch a gazillion videos on YouTube for free about photography. And I would imagine you could probably get halfway decent. Um, even you can watch tons of videos on using Lightroom or whatever else it is. And, you know, if you enjoy posting your photos and doing things like that, I, that could probably be pretty rewarding, I think, or, you know, whatever your screensaver, I, I don't know, but yeah. I think it, it could be, you know, kind of a nice thing. I mean, people do that when they have a classic car, they love to go photograph it and cool settings and things like that. So could be a nice option to, to learn how to use a camera and, and photograph your watch collection. Well, totally. And even if you don't have a good camera, which I think a lot of people iPhone works, right? To, yeah, iPhone. They, I mean, I must admit, I I went from twelve Pro to fourteen Pro just because the fifteen came out, and I really loved the twelve Pro's camera better than the fourteen Pro's. I don't want to open this topic because <laughs> I guess but I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, even against the fifteen, they don't it, like it. So. Yeah, I, I I just think if I take a picture like a regular wrist shot. With the what with the um, with the iPhone, I mean, it's not good. It's really it's not not good. It's it's very bad. Now, right. if I if I turn on the raw mode, which I usually don't have it turned on, that's a different story. And once you do a, a decent photo, as you said, it doesn't have to be super good. Even if you don't have, as I said, a really good camera. First of all, there are built-in stuff in iPhone, but also if you might have access to Lightroom and have a download, or I think I, I downloaded like three or four presets. You can play, you know, with those presets. You can play with the presets that are already in the phone. So there are so many versions without using those kind of tacky uh, Instagram filters that that people used to do. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I used to do, and you did as well back then because that was the thing. Um, but there are, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's, there's a, a number of ways of taking a, a, a raw image and just crop it and turn it and, you know, and um, then edit it a little bit and work with it. And and um, there are tutorials, as you said, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, it's really a cool way. You, you collected all those books and vintage displays and this and that. Why do you have them in a box? Why don't you take them out, put the watch in the middle and take some pictures and, I don't know, upload it, be proud of it and, a good conversation starter on social media or 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 watch forum if you're in one of those forums or or facebook uh groups absolutely yeah um well this this would be my this would be my last uh um um topic or idea or or is is community right we've we've talked about this a lot um time and time again this this topic comes up or or um, we we have to mention, and I and I think I cannot emphasize enough how important I think the watch community is to us all. And um, I've told the stories how um, for many years when I was starting out in the forums, I had nobody around me, nobody around me physically, were into watches. But I had these group of guys on on Watch You Seek forum, and um, that that became my where well, my my I, I guess it's a bit. A bit tacky to say, but my secret friends, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, nowadays more than ever, it's super easy to find actual people around you. 
maybe you have to travel a little bit. Maybe, you know, there is no group and then you can start your own. Uh, but in any case, even if there's no physical community, there's always online community. And I don't necessarily, um, you know, tell people to spend more time online than necessary. But still, if you if you if you want to enjoy the hobby and there's nobody around you, you will find a group on on Facebook, on on Instagram, on um, one of these forums, and and you can be part of a community because there's there's really a community for everything. From Russian watches to chronograph watches, from vintage to new, this model, that brand, whatever complication, whatever you want, there's somebody, at least another guy out there crazy enough to collect the same stuff that you do. Yeah, 100%. I think um, there's the, the community is big. And I mean, I will say it can be dangerous because um, you can end up falling in love with, with a watch that you want to buy. But... And I and I'm the exception of the rule here because I'm not a seller, but there are a lot of folks who, you know, you go to an event like that, you see something you really like, somebody loves one of your watches, and it's it's a good way to, you know, maybe get rid of a couple and free up some funds if you do see something you want to go after. Um, but it's just more the the camaraderie and the talking about it and learning. Like every time I'm with some of these guys over here, we're talking about Seiko or whatever. I learned something, you know, I learned something about the history of these watches or something. I didn't know, um, some connection with, I don't know, another watchmaker or something. I, I don't know, but it's, it's kind of fascinating and, uh, see things that I've never seen before. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just like being in a, in a club where everybody's got the same same interests, right? So, yeah, totally shade, shades of the same interests. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, and and if you you know you've seen that watch or that model around, but you've never tried it on, and now is the chance to try it on. You try it on, you realize, hmm, it's actually not not that bad. Or mm-hmm. you realize that ah, yeah, I never liked this watch, and actually, nah, it's not working for me. It's just yep. a great way to kind of shape your taste or your interest in a way. Um, it's good for reassurance. It's good for research. It's good for your social life. It's good for so many things. Um, and again, I understand that you know not everybody lives. I don't live in London, right? So for me, it's. Uh, I guess I'm a bit different because I see enough um, watch people that I don't need to um, have those connections. Because well, obviously, I do this for work. But um, but but even if you don't have anybody close by. Um, there's always these bigger cities with with uh, um, bars and other things, right? exactly. Yeah. And if not, then you can do it online, or you can start your own thing, and you can you can uh, look for like minded people. And there's a good thing about Instagram is you have you know those geo tags, and you can look for certain places and see what what uh, people post from that area or that city or that whatever. And if there's another wrist shot, there you go, boom, you have another guy with the same interest. And yeah. um, then from that on, it's super easy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we can criticize it or whatever, but I think we've all been to watch related um, functions or events where somebody comes in and maybe nobody's ever met this person, but they know the handle of this person mm. and their collection. And it's like, okay, that, that breaks the ice. Right. And it's kind of cool. So there's like an instant, 
bonding there or click and yeah, people just start talking about watches, which is cool. Absolutely. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So no, that's, that's good. I mean, that's good. We ended on the same idea. <laughs> so I, I agree hundred percent that, uh, that community piece is big. It really is. So there you go. Well, hopefully, hopefully we gave some, some thoughts there. I think, um, look, I, I think you and I are similar. I mean, we, we come across watches that we haven't seen before or something like that. And there's probably always a sort of, uh, list in the background, not a hard list, but like some watches that are on our mind and, you know, we'd love to have one day, but you know, sometimes you're more ready to to do something. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you just don't feel like buying anything. You just feel like a little bit satisfied and full or over full. Um, but there definitely are ways to enjoy without always having to buy a watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Where are your watches guys? Yeah, absolutely. Where all of them enjoy them. And if you don't enjoy anymore, move it on, get something else you enjoy because no collection is steady. Everything is fluid. Yeah. As a, as a, who said that Mike is a, is it, is a question for you? It's a, a trivia. Be like water. Ooh, is that Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. There you go. Be like water. Your collection should be like water. (laughs) But don't get it in the water. (laughs) No, no, no. Unless it's water resistant. There you have it. Well, sir, I'm going to let you get to sleep. And um, sounds like you've got a busy week ahead. So, um, yeah, I will be, um, I think I'm traveling next weekend, but we'll have to do it again next weekend. So yeah, I, I I'll probably I'll I'll find the time. First first few days, uh, first three four days are busy, but I'll find the time to record for next week. But until then, I uh, I hope you guys will enjoy this one. And if you have um, any other questions or requests for a topic, let us know. If, there's been quite a few actually in the past few weeks. Well, yeah. I, I must say we were a bit um, um, yeah out of out of ideas or we were like bouncing ideas back and forth and and a couple of good ones came in so thanks a lot i think they're really enjoyable discussions and and uh keep them coming yeah yeah absolutely thanks cleon the 13th <laughs> so yeah and uh with that balash like it's out balash is out as well bye-bye